Welcome to the Profit First REI podcast, where real estate investors master financial management, eradicate entrepreneurial poverty, and learn to be profitable from day one. Now for your host, David Richter. Hey everyone, this is David Richter with the Profit First REI podcast. Excited to have Gene Gorino today on the podcast. He is the owner of the Residential Assisted Living Academy, and we're really excited to have him. He has over 30 years of experience in real estate, which I love because I don't want anyone on the podcast unless they're doing deals or they're actually doing the stuff in real estate or have done it for a long, a long time. So I know that we have a special, special episode today. Gene, you want to just say hey to everyone real quick? Yeah, absolutely. Good to see you. Thanks for inviting me on, David. Yeah, I'm really glad that you were able to be on it. Really glad that we get to share with the listeners too, because Gene has actually started implementing Profit First inside of his businesses. We were talking about that a little bit beforehand, so he's going to tell a little bit about that. But before we go into there, let's start off, Gene. What got you started in real estate? Wow, there's a there's. I've been doing it since I was 18, and that wasn't yesterday. This gray beard isn't painted on. So my first real estate was actually my brother and myself. We had a business. We had a music school, recording studio, small record label. I was uh, 16, he was 18 when we started. When we, we were leased a building for two years and at the end of the two years, the landlord was bad, the building was worse. We said, we gotta move or we're shutting it all down. I looked up the street, saw a for sale sign in front of a house two doors away and that was the beginning of my real estate career. Oh, wow, that's yeah. awesome. So then you've stayed in it for however, it can't have been that long. So No, no it, it is, and so 18 and yeah. you know we used that one for our business and our home and then we did a fix and we did a rental property fix and flip first commercial was 25 but i've been doing it for a long time now it's about 40 years ago wow okay well then that's awesome then there's a lot of experience here and i'm sure you've seen a lot of great things and some not so great in the market right. and whatnot so do you have any i guess even before going into anything else do you, do you have a, a best deal that you ever did or a worst deal that you ever did do you have anything Sure, I'm, you know, I'm going to say the best the the best deal I ever did was that very first commercial project. We bought okay. the building for twenty seven thousand seven hundred and seventy seven dollars and seventy seven cents. Oh, There's nice. a whole story behind that. <laughs> we put about ninety thousand dollars into it, and we sold it for a little over three hundred thousand. So wow. that was pretty good when you're like a twenty something, you know, making a big profit like that. It was great. Yeah, no kidding. That's awesome. So then uh, throughout the years, you've stayed in real estate and now you have RAL, the Residential Assisted Living Academy. So do you want to talk, tell us a little bit about RAL and then like yeah. what got you into that? You know, what's really interesting about real estate and a lot of you guys know this, David, you do, I know, there's so many ways you can go. There's so many things you can do. And I think a lot of us get started off with wholesale and fix and flip because it's the quick cash. Then they go into buy and hold and then bigger things, apartments and mobile homes and storage units, et cetera. Uh, but what I'm doing right now, residential assisted living, I actually heard about this over 20 years ago as a good idea. The baby boomers are coming. They're going to need help. But it really didn't. There was nobody to teach me or show me how. My, my distractions in life took me another direction. But it wasn't until about 10 years ago that my own mother started to need help. And that's when I knew that this was absolutely the place for me to be. And now that I'm in it and I realize everything is coming our way, the baby boomers are aging. I'm one of them. But the assisted living uh, realm itself has so much opportunity and it's the best place to be for business and real estate for the next 20 years. And we focus on single family homes, converting them into 
but we do have people across the country that are doing larger projects as well. And believe it or not, right now is an amazing time with all the craziness that's going on in the world. This is a great time to be doing what I'm doing. Awesome. That's so great. And especially like what's going on right now, because as we're recording it, still in the midst of COVID-19 and coronavirus. So I love, especially when you have something that you can do. And that's why real estate is so great. Like you said, there's so many different exit strategies and things that you can do in real estate. So that way you can weather whatever's going on. Because I bet you a lot of people didn't know that one of the things might have been rentals, you know, like the going down. Because in the last one, in the last cycle, it was all the fix and flippers and all the wholesalers, you know, like they all went by the wayside and it was the rent, some of the landlords that were able to really carry the day. And now this time, you know, like with the eviction moratoriums, you know, and the, the, all those different things that are going on. So it's, it's definitely, you know, you never know what's going to happen. That's for sure. And I love that there's so many different options that I love options. That's like one of my buzzwords is options. Cause I love options and being able to have that in real estate. There's so many different options that you have. So thanks for sharing that, Jane. And I'm, I definitely want you to share a little bit more about like how people can get in touch with you or all the REL stuff at the end for sure. But we were talking about Profit First. So I would love to ask you about how you heard about Profit First, first of all, and then we'll go into some other questions. You know, I'm going to, the first time I heard about it, I worked with a business advisor and he suggested I read it. I go to a mastermind. They had a guest speaker who was talking about it. So, I mean, I came from a couple different angles almost at the same time, but I'm really thankful that I did hear about it uh, earlier this year, like the beginning of the year, so we could start implementing it right away. And I'm going to have to say this, that I've been in business for a long time. I'm an OG in this, you know, the world of real estate, et cetera. But in reality, this is a concept that I never got until I read that book, because you always just make money, make money, make money, pay your bills, pay your bills, whatever's left is mine. It just flips the whole thing on its head. It makes it makes total sense. I'm sure you've explained it to everybody. They understand what it is. When you say profit first, if you ain't making a profit, why are you even doing the business? Right. So conceptually, it made sense as soon as I heard it uh, from a, how do we implement it? It's a little uncomfortable at first. It's like, well, 5%, 8%, 12%, what percent should we use? But one of the things I really like is the ability to bonus or reward the other people on the team as well. Yes. Now, it's it's not just me out of the goodness of my heart or me out of obligation or me feeling, is it too much or too little? Now I have a set formula. Here's the amount and I get this part, they get that part. I like that part. Yeah, that's I love that too, because then then they know if they can get that percentage up too, that you know, that just helps them too and it helps the company. You know, it's yeah. like it's a true win-win there. And mm-hmm. I love I love that about profit first. Also, like you said, paying yourself first. I mean, how many times do we hear that as a real estate investor? You've got Robert Kiyosaki and the Rich Dad series telling you that, Richest Man in Babylon, all these different books that say, pay yourself first. And everyone gets that. It's like, oh yeah, that sounds good. You know, pay yourself first. But then, yeah, and then they, how do you implement that? Well, I, that's why I love profit first. And especially in the real estate world, we're a bunch of maverick entrepreneurs that like want to go out there for, find that next deal, but then no one knows how to manage the money. So that way you can actually now pay yourself first instead of like you were saying, you just for years, I'm sure it was years and years of just paying the bills, paying everything. Then if we had something left over, yes, celebrate, but like flipping it on its head, it's such a, I love having a system because yeah, everything's, you know, right. you're going to be, if you're going to be successful in business, as you know, then you have to have a system for everything. And this is this puts that system around your finances. So I, I love what you said there about knowing that you can pay yourself first now, really flips it on its head. And 
bonusing your employees, that just shows also to you as a listener, that shows who Gene is too. I love when owners think about when they can bonus their people because it truly is win-win. If you're bonusing them off the profit that you're putting into that one account and they know the more that they can put in that account, not only are they getting bonus, but the company's healthy too. So I love I love that. And the, the ownership mentality there is, is awesome. So thanks for sharing that, Gene. Sure. Yeah. As far as like actually implementing it, I know it was like probably pulling teeth at the beginning, but did you, are you right now, as you implemented a little bit more the bank accounts, you know, like setting up those different bank accounts and doing those different things, is it becoming easier and easier to see where your money's actually going now? Well, uh, I'm a guy who used to do everything on my own. Now I have teams that do things. So the CFO, she takes care of that. And what's really really neat is I think everybody, you can't make the excuse of, oh, I got to wait until I've got all my accounts set up. No, you don't. She, we started off with just one account and she put everything into the one account, but she kept a separate ledger. So she knew how much was to go where. Now we know that the second quarter of this year was definitely kind of screwy. Plus at the beginning of the year, what we did was we wanted to set up a reserve account. So we started off by having X amount of reserve and thank God we did it right in January, that very first quarter. So we had this reserve just sitting there just in case. Then the second quarter came and it was questionable in March, April, May, June, you know, that whole time frame right there. But then once we, once we felt good about, we had a reserve and then in the second quarter, here's how much was done. We were able to look at the first quarter. And the second quarter kind of normalized, equalized. It's like, okay, so the money was already in the account. It wasn't spent and let's go get it back. It was already in the account, segregated, ready for that. So now we had the calculations and being able to give out big checks at the end of a quarter. And the second quarter is wonderful. I like it better than doing it just at the end of the year, by the way. Okay, yeah, exactly. Because then that, that way, that keeps people more motivated too. You and the owner, you know, like you can see, you can see where it's actually going and then how profitable your company is. I love it. I love. Well, you know, you love systems and without a system, the owner would just need, I would just reach in and take whatever I needed or wanted, you know? Yeah. I know I can do that, but the point is you shouldn't do that. So I love having the system where I'm getting X and I know it's there and I'll get my bonus at that time. It works great that way. It does. It works great. And you can, and you can do it without like cringing and saying like, oh, I, I think the company will support this. So let, let me just take the money or this is what I need. It's like, well, you're able to see like very clearly. And a lot of a lot of entrepreneurs, a lot of real estate investors are definitely visual people. And this puts it right there, black and white. Here's what you here's what you say for the profitability or whatnot for this quarter. So, yeah, I, I love that. And I love that that whole mentality, especially knowing that you have that system around it. OK, so obviously. I don't have to ask the question. You're a, pr- a fan of profit first then. So I, I'm a uh, fan uh, of profit first. Yeah. Yes. Okay. <laughs> awesome. Yeah. It sounds like it's going well in your company and I'm sure that'll just keep, keep going and keep getting better as you implement it more and more across your, your companies and, and whatnot. So I do though have some other questions regarding mm-hmm. finances and you know, like inside of your business. So it sounds like you do have a CFO in your company now that takes care of a lot of the, the financial portion of your business. So did you, yep. you said you, you handled it a lot. Was there a point in time where you said, I need someone else you oh, know, yeah. that, really, that really knows what they're doing and can handle this and take it off my plate? You know, my progression, like I told you, I took you all the way back to 18 when I had a partner, my brother, and we were in business together. But my life has been, I've never had a real job. So I've always been an entrepreneur. It's always been uh, something I've owned or controlled, but it's always been me. 
And I read a book, uh, I was encouraged to read a book called The One Thing. And yeah. in that book, The One Thing, is what's the one thing you can do right now to make everything else easier or unnecessary? So for me, it came to, I needed an assistant. So the first person I hired, an assistant, I just offloaded all the things that I wasn't good at and didn't like to do. Boom, you take that. And what it immediately allowed me to do is scale up and get to the point where now there's so much more I can do now that that is off my plate. And I've taken that from one person, and that was probably six years ago, to now there are like 15 people that are full-time, and there are another 10 people that are you know, independent contractors that circle the uh, orbit as well. Uh, but by having that, at some point, we needed a CFO, and part of that is because I am terrible at record-keeping. Okay. Um, I, I round numbers off. If I were balancing a checkbook and I'm within 100 bucks, that's fine. You know, it's not, I am not the detail guy at all. I don't like that. So whether it be taxes or counting the beans or making sure you have the right accounts, I definitely needed to offload that. So officially that was probably two years ago. Really? Wow. That's yeah. awesome. So that's great. I love that you, that you had that progression there and now that you've got it off your plate. And I love it too, that you've got profit first too. So now it's like, now you can, now even sometimes the rounding does work. So that way you can just see what, what really is there, what's really mine and what's really not. So thanks for sharing about that progression there and, and how you track the finances. I guess for what you're doing now or even before, maybe even before two years ago, as far as like KPIs, those key performance indicators, did you ha- do you have any hot key performance indicators on the financial side where you know if this number isn't there, it's, you know, bells and whistles are going off? Uh, yeah. I mean, now I do. Before I didn't, you know, okay. absolutely not. Now it's, we just got off a meeting just before this, where we also use the, uh, uh, we use Gary Harper, Gary and Susan Sharper, and they started their process, but now they have their own unique process. Uh, but we use them in that system. So we were doing our level 10 meetings today, going through our KPIs. And once you go through them, it's like, okay, this one's off. Uh, what's What's different here? Why is it higher or lower? And if it's higher and it's a good thing, how are we going to repeat it? If it's lower and it's a bad thing, how are we going to avoid that, fix that? That has helped tremendously. Awesome. Do you have any specifically around finances that you're tracking, like cash on hand? Or do you have anything like you're looking at the different accounts, making sure that they're at a certain level? Yeah. I mean, every, literally every single week we're tracking it. So how much much sales was done, what the expenses were what the net profit was every week and then every month. And we have goals for the month, goal, actually goals for the week, goals for the month, and then goals for the quarter. Awesome. So we're tracking all of that uh, all the time in real time. I, it used to be I'd get to the end of the quarter and it's like, I'll get back to that and fix it. Obviously, we still have money in the accounts. We're okay. Okay. But now I have a lot more clear vision than I did before. So that's awesome. very clear KPIs. And the more we're talking, the more... I think the listeners will really understand the power of a system being inside of the business, whether it be around the finances, the operations, the marketing, whatever it might be, systems are the paramount importance because you, if you want it to not just be you the rest of your life, or if you want to scale or do anything in magnitude, you have to have those systems. And just like, just like Jim was saying right now, the KPIs, they're so important knowing those numbers and really knowing your business numbers and knowing where you are at any given time. So that way you can say something is off. We got to fix this. And that's where I love, I love having those level tens. I love having the profit first meeting. So, you know, where are my numbers now? Where are my bank accounts out? You know, my bank accounts accounts at, and then knowing like I need to take action on this. 
So it's, I love that. So I only have a couple more questions here and, you know, we try and keep this pretty short, but are there any other tips you have for real estate investors? You know, I think for real estate investors, all right, um, be nimble. I mean, right now, that's my biggest tip for real estate investors because interest rates are unbelievably low and the market is still screaming up in so many areas. And we don't know what's going to happen in this next, uh, we just don't know because I, I heard anecdotally of somebody yesterday, it was a friend of my daughter's, who's the, the COO is my daughter. It's a lot of family inside our company. But the COO, my daughter, a friend of hers, flight attendant, her and her husband just got furloughed recently. So they weren't before, they just got. But they're in a, in a place, an apartment, and the landlord, they told them, look, we gotta, we're going to have to move out. we got to break the lease. And the landlord was, you know, no worries. Uh, you can do that. And, but he was smart about it because that landlord could have said, no, I'm going to force you to stay. And then they could say, okay, well, I'm going to force you to evict me. And six, eight, nine months later, you can have your place back. I thought he was really brilliant by just saying, no, you can go. So some landlords are going to do that. I know there's this big impending, you know, doom and gloom of all these people who aren't paying, but I think there's some landlords that are going to be smart about it and say, I'd rather have you stay and just start paying now. We'll forget the last three months and they're going to eat it. Right. Or they're going to have to fight it, which is just, it's a heartache, it's hassle, it's time, it's money. Plus, tenants know the rules better then. So, and being nimble, I've got lots of good friends. We play poker all the time where we're sitting talking and they do fix and flip, rehabs, all that. Uh, again, you just got to be ready because the market is screaming right now, but could it stop? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So Awesome. I guess... At the beginning of the question, too, did you have another tip that you might that you were thinking of? Maybe there was there was something else. Now I have to try to come back to what okay. was that? Tip? Okay, but I, I will. It'll pop up. Okay. Well, <laughs> I did. Maybe while you're thinking of that, that last tip, I did have the one last question. Is there any way we always want to provide value to you too? So, is there any way that the listeners can provide value to you, whether that's you know the RAL Academy, or do you have any events coming up, or is there any way that our yeah. listeners can provide value to you? Yeah, actually, what I'm going to do is I'm going to give you all a uh, a link so you can get a copy of my free book awesome. right here. Well, it's free for you, not for everybody, yeah. but uh, <laughs> but I'll give you a link so you can get that because you know the, what you guys can help me with. And thank you for asking because I've never been asked that question before. There it's you, you know what do you have for the listeners, and and you're asking me. That's great. So here's the deal: is that what I do with assisted living is really important, especially in this time, this day, this age. There's a lot of people that are aging and nursing homes are not the place for them. They can't stay home alone. They don't need the nursing home. They don't want to be with two, 300 other people. So the residential model, the smaller home is really the place to be. It's safer. Uh, it, it's great. So we're trying to create as many of these homes as we can, not just myself, but the people that we teach through the REL Academy. So we're trying to do that. So I'm going to give you a website, very simple, ral101.com. RAL101.com. You can download this book for free. There's a couple of webinars there you can watch. There's even a free, uh, a really cool calculator that you can download as well. But it's my gifts to you. But the gift to me would be read the book. And if it inspires you and it's something you want to do, can see yourself doing, get involved. You know, we got so much great stuff on our website and you'll watch it online, but get involved. We need the help. And these people, there's a lot of money to be made too. It's our motto is do good and do well. So we need to do good, help these people, but we can make a lot of money in senior housing. Awesome. Could you read the title of that book just in case sure. that they can't it's, see it or if they're listening to it? So the title is Blueprint. That's the official title. And then the subtitle is How to Start a Residential Assisted Living Business. Awesome. That's yep. so awesome. So 
If you go to ral101.com and those will be in the show notes and whatnot too. So that's how you can help Gene. And I really love that, that he's got that place for you to go and not only to help you because this is great. Cause I have an actual personal friend and another mastermind who went through, who couldn't sing your praises any more than he could and said that he actually opened the first one in his area. I think it might be the second one in the whole state that he opened up. And I, I think it's running now. I think he just opened it up this last month or two. So he, he is so excited. And I know that I, if you are a listener right now, listening to this, go to ral101.com. I'm sure that there will be some information that you can get. You can get that blueprint book for free. And then we would love to have you just, you know, review anything with uh, Gene. And I know that you'll have a great experience too, because I have several friends that have gone through that. So it's great. Awesome. So thank you so much, Gene. We really appreciate you being on today. And mm-hmm. did you ever think of that last tip? Before we now, there's so many tips that I can give everybody, <laughs> but let me let me just I'll wrap it up with this one is that you're gonna get good at something. Yeah. You know, they say it takes ten thousand hours to become an expert, so that's kind of two thousand forty hours a week, fifty weeks, two thousand hours. So they're basically saying five years you're gonna become an expert at something. My suggestion for you is really decide what you want to get good at. Because some people get good at something, then they like, but I don't even want to do that. Yeah, like dentists go to 12 years of school, 70% of them come out and go, I don't even want to be a dentist anymore. Whoa. So pick something that you really are passionate about. And I get it. You have needs right now. And, and you know, being older and working with my kids, you know, who are 25 to 30 in that age group who run our entire company, they're the CFO, COO, the marketing manager, everything. I'm always trying to teach and instill things with them. But conceptually, you've got to be passionate about what you do. You've got to have the right motivation, the right why. You've all heard that before, the right why, why you're doing something. I know at the beginning when you're when you're younger and just starting, it's I need the money. You know, I need the quick cash, fix and flip, wholesale, got it. At some point, you're going to get to the I want residual income, want it to flow in. And then at some point, you're going to say, you know, I, I just want... <laughs> You think about this. Most people listening right now, you can get by on $10,000 a month or less. So just $10,000 a month or less. If you can do that with one single home, you're done. You're out of the rat race. You're free to do, roam the country, do what you want to do. And that could be make more money or it could be go sit on the beach or do whatever you want to do. But crack that code for yourself. Find something you're passionate about. Get good at it. Learn all you can. Learn from other people's mistakes instead of your own. And then just commit yourself to it and get, get to the end. You know, get to where you really want to be. Don't just work along the way for somebody else. Pick it, choose it, take it, grab it, go with it. Awesome. That, that's such great information. If you don't see Gene's heart, I'm, I'm hoping you see where he's really coming from and your why and then giving back. It's just, I we've had a real special treat having Gene here on today. And then make sure you go to ral101.com. Gene, thank you so much for being on. And I think we're going to wrap this up. Thank you, David. Thanks. Thank you so much for listening to today's show. If you found this episode valuable, could you do me a quick favor? Can you give us an honest rating within iTunes? And be honest, you could say whether you liked it or not. And obviously with iTunes, the more reviews and ratings we have, the better it is for other people that are searching for a profit first in a podcast. So we'd love to be ranked on there. And that's thanks to your help. So we would really appreciate that if you would like to go give us a rating. Also, if you're looking to connect with us further, I would highly recommend checking out our Facebook group, Profit First for Real Estate Investors. And that's literally what it's called. So you can type in Profit First for Real Estate Investors and you'll be able to find our Facebook group right there. 
So come join active real estate investors who are supporting each other and growing their businesses and profits together. That's what that group is all about. The link should be in the description below. And if you're interested in working with us and implementing profit first in your real estate business, we offer coaching and guidance. So if you want to work with someone who's actually profit first certified and who works right now currently with real estate businesses, you can actually go start your application process by going to simplecfosolutions.com forward slash apply or just go right to simplecfosolutions.com and there's an apply button right on there. If you want to actually start your profit first journey with someone who can actually walk you through those step by step and help you know and grow your cash flow. Thanks again for joining us for another episode of the Profit First REI podcast. See you next episode.